Yo, welcome to the 64 Worms Club with me, Paul. I'm here with Guck. It's me and Guck alone, back to back. How are we doing, Guck? Back to back. We're going to give them back to back. Back to back, <laughs> mate. Friday night. Yeah, it's, just, uh, it's coming, coming close to Christmas now. A lot of people have got family around and they are busy, so it's only us bums that haven't got no to do, mate. Just talk about football, innit? So mm. that's it, mate. So, uh, yeah. I've, I've got a... Go on. I've got a glass of wine. Because we <laughs> like a pint glass, I don't know. Wait, stick <laughs> the you, Castle mate. Rock. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, you you gotta celebrate these times. You know me, mate. On a Friday night, I'm here with my bottle of water, so you know, it, it, <laughs> just a couple of waters actually. Just a couple of waters. <laughs> but yeah, um, bit of a strange one for us this week. Um, there's been Premier League games on from Tuesday to Thursday. Um, some some quite surprising results actually. Some good results for some clubs down there. But um, I, j- I just want to say as well, it was it was it's refreshing to actually watch it on Amazon. Yeah, it was it's like the co- the coverage and all. This, obviously, we've all we've all said it as well. All the worms, the Ali McCoist. Do you know what I mean? Good, legend, good, mate. Good, Absolute legend. Good commentating, man. Do you know what I actually enjoy about being on Amazon? The fact that no one's delayed or anything. Like, yeah, normally no, when no I'm watching behind. it, yeah, I'm normally ruining it for everyone because everyone's <laughs> on Amazon. Everyone's just coming through the, with the results. But yeah. Yeah, loads of games to go through in the Premier League. We've got uh, Liverpool against Spurs. Um, City are up against West Brom, uh, which was Billich's last game. We'll touch on that later. Uh, Chelsea mm-hmm. holding back-to-back L's after Wolves' defeat. That's why Storm's not here, if you're wondering. Uh, Leeds hit five past helpless two. Um, Arsenal finally picking up points at home against the Southampton. Uh, United, That's right. United coming back again. After trailing away to Sheffield United, absolute classic United at the minute. Uh, Everton getting back-to-back wins actually from a, a bit of a dog, dog run of fixtures from. Um, we've got a bit of a Red Dogs roundup now. You're here, got we feel like, <laughs> a little bit of a Red Dogs roundup because they did actually get a win. It's unbelievable, really. It's the first win in eight, but we will touch on it later. Well, yeah, probably touched on, mate. Um, I don't think I've been on the pod since we last won. I <laughs> know. Oh, I don't think you have. Um, so it's a long time coming. L of the week, and then we'll go through uh, yeah again which weekend's fixtures, and we'll touch on what we're probably gonna be doing over the Christmas period. But yeah, um, kick it off. Biggest game of the, I think probably the biggest game of the season so far. Uh, Liverpool, yeah, I agree. Liverpool home to Spurs. Both teams flying. Um, they were joint 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 on points, weren't they going into that game? But yeah, Liverpool, so, yeah. Liverpool uh, went away two one with a last minute winner from C Senor himself, Bobby Firmino. What very intriguing match. I don't know. Do you want to open up Guk about it? Uh, I think I will actually, man, because obviously it's your team, so I'll let you speak um, after. Um, I just I thought the game went. I mean, I mean, I know it's it, it's very stereotypical, but the game went exactly how everyone thought it would go. Yeah, I agree. Which is not outrageous to say because we all know like Mourinho was going to sit on the counter and break. Um, however, saying that, prior to this game week in particular, I just felt. Like there's a lot of meh games, do you know what I mean? Just not very high scoring games, which compared to the start of the season, yeah, yeah, um, it's a complete utter contrast. But that was always bound to happen. But yeah, I was kind of dreading this game because it was a big game, so I just thought it'd be shit. But it was actually really entertaining, um, particularly second half because Spurs actually had chances second half, and obviously yeah, you come just... out a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just. On another night, it could have been a different result, couldn't it, really? But I don't think um, it was ever in question your dominance. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, we dominated the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, like you said, we have dominated the first half. I was quite surprised, actually, that we went uh, one all at the break. But typical, really. Liverpool had all the ball and then a really good counter-attack from Spurs, which, like you says, nothing you expect, really, from that game. Like Liverpool boss, boss possession and Spurs counter-attacked us really well. In fact, like you says, coming out of the second half, Spurs had probably the biggest chances of the entire game with Harry Kane missing Nedder from about five ten yards, which ended that was very absolute... that was very uncharacteristic as well of Kane. Yeah. Like Bergvine, I can kind of forgive because it's he's not been scoring lately. It's mainly just been Son and Kane, so yeah. you can kind of forgive him for not being as sharp in front of goal. However, he had the two best chances of the game, hands down, and. Uh, Mourinho, classic Mourinho post-match, did actually dig him out. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, what, Kane? No, no, oh, no, Bergwijn. Mourinho. Oh, no, Bergwijn. Bergwijn, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah to, to be fair with Bergwijn's chance, he did, he did everything right, really. It's not like... I think it's, the, I think it's the first one. The first one where he just doesn't hit the target. It's like outside the boot. Do you know what I mean? Where he could just yeah. bend it, like the first, the second attempt. I mean, without, without sounding like I'm bigging him up or anything, but Trent did quite well, actually, to put him off. Um... But like you said, you should you should be wrapping his foot round it instead of the outside of the foot in that angle. He's never going to get it in. But in terms of the one where he does wrap his foot round it and he just sits the post, that was uh, yeah, that's just unfortunate. That's just, that is just really unfortunate. Yeah. But, to be um, honest, Mourinho, Mourinho actually changed the system as well, which I thought was a bit intriguing. He brought um, the Salsa in, didn't he? Instead of yeah, well, no, it was just a flat four four two. Yeah. Whereas before, it's been like a, an alteration of like. Two holding and then on Dombelli sit a bit more forward, supporting obviously the front three. But um, almost worked for him. But yeah, he had Ben Davison, didn't he, instead of Regulon, which made me think, I see where this game's going. I mean, obviously, Regulon's a very good left back. I love him actually at the minute. But um, I thought when he brought Davis in, it was the intent of like, yeah, we're not going to be counter attacking massively. Yeah, like so, we would so what he's done. What he's done previously with, with those two in particular is... Um, oh, sorry, I have to call him Regatron. I have to call him <laughs> that because it's just stuck with me since Stone called it him. So, yeah, re- re- whenever I talk about Reguion or whatever he's called, he's Regatron, yeah? Just for the listeners. Regulon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, Regatron's normally been the one starting. And then, do you know when Spurs are winning 1-2-0 in a game, 60, 70th minute, it'll bring on Ben Davis, but keep Regatron on and put Regatron left mid and Ben Davis left back. So it's yeah, a bit yeah. more solid on that left side. Uh, but it was the complete opposite today. I mean, well, not today, the other day. But, um, um, uh, but yeah, I thought um, it was probably classic Liverpool that we left it late last minute. But I, I don't, I don't massively disagree with what Mourinho said at the end. Like, no, I thought you know because Ga- I, I know if Gaz was here, and I know. At the time as well, he was very like, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's being very, very bitter. But that's just, we know what we're going to get with Mourinho when he loses a big game. That's how yeah. he's going to react. And like you say, I agree. I don't... Like, the thing, the thing, what his like, point is... Yeah, what, the po- what his point was basically saying that we had the better chances and if we took those chances, then he probably would have walked. Like you said, they probably would have walked away with a win. Um, yeah. You can't obviously deny the fact that Liverpool had the majority of the ball and dominated possession and it wasn't in all fairness it wasn't like we dominated possession and did nothing with it we did create chances and I think you had nine shots on target yeah when we did when we did lose the ball it was right back in with the press high press and everything so it was it was quite comforting to see us play like that to be fair because I know we've Mm -hmm. been we were awful against Fulham I can't even put that into words how bad we were against Fulham 
I thought we were lucky to get a point, in all honesty. Yeah, you were. You were um, very, honestly, you could have been three down. Yeah, could have easily, been, easily been done after half an hour. But I thought that that comeback against, um, to come back against Spurs, who are, like he says, flying at the minute. Yeah, they dropped points against Palace. Um, might have I don't been, think there's any shame in that, though. Um, no, there's not. There's not. There's not. Because especially, I mean, not now because they've moved into tier three, but obviously the Southern teams, the London teams, basically like that was Palace's home game with fans for the first time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, and, and as same with Fulham. you and Joel have discussed, the fans do make a difference. Yeah. I think, am I right in saying that Liverpool are the only ones with fans now at the minute? Am I right in saying Do, that? do you know what? In the Premier League... I think you must, you've got to be, haven't you? Because there's no Manchester. There's no London teams. There's never been no, no Manchester, London. Sheffield, Newcastle, nothing like that. Southampton? Oh, Southampton might be one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Southampton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Southampton. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've got to big this guy up before I touch on who I thought was man of match anyway. But Bobby Firmino, last minute winner. I thought it was excellent, actually, throughout the game. I thought a lot of players were, were back to the, the best. But I yeah, thought I thought. Bob, um, Genie, Bobby, and Curtis Genie, Jones. Yeah. I'll touch on Curtis in a minute, but yeah, carry on with Bobby. Yeah, I thought, I thought Bobby in that, that classic false nine centre defensive mid centre half sweeper keeper. <laughs> I, no, but in all fairness, I thought it, it, everything, that, everything that came into him under pressure, like you imagine with all the Spurs midfield, mm. Hoiberg around him, his touch is just as it used to be. Do you know what I mean? Like it sticks yeah. to him. It, it's awareness around him, picking out um, Mane or Salah, or maybe even Trent, shall we say. I thought it was excellent. And Gina, I almost treated this actually not long ago. I was going to say, is Gina going to get his contract then or what? Because this is guy... Is Gina getting his statue? He's getting his statue. Well, he's a legend, mate. <laughs> Liverpool legend. He's just an engine, man. Like, I, know it's, I know it's cliche we joke about lots of running and everything, but like, people don't realise that Gina plays 90 minutes every game, every other week. Mm. Every, well, every three days, shall we say. Like, yeah. And it's relentless from him. He's pressing it. And even when he's on the ball, he's, he's care of the ball. He never, never looks like he loses it. Do you know what I mean? He knows when to make the right pass. He moves to go backwards to progress with the ball, to go forwards, to get on the front yeah, foot. Um, he just doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And um, I, it kind of leads me into my next point about Curtis Jones. I feel like Curtis Jones will take that reign. As yeah, I, Genie, obviously, yeah. Genie's 30, like 31. There's obviously, is he going to sign a new deal or whatnot? But I was saying this to Gaz as well, because I mean, I've, I've spoken to Gaz about that Curtis before, and it made me laugh a bit. No put in the group chat, like, what does he do? <laughs> lots but, of running. Um, <laughs> lots of running, yeah. But no, it, it's mad because Curtis Jones is 19. This is probably his first full season. Yeah. Um, and my point to Gaz was, like, he just doesn't look out of place now. Like, you can start him every week and you know you're going to get a decent performance out of him. And it's the fact that he's only 19 and he's doing that already. So as he progresses, he's only, only, only going to get better. I, I'm, really, I'm really enjoying the balance in the midfield at the minute. Um, mm. Like I said, with, um, Curtis Jones one day is a couple of years ago where I said to Gaza, hey, he, might be, he might be one to either send out on loan or just sell off championship fodder yeah. championship fodder lower premiership fodder a bit like Brewster in a way um, yeah. probably less than that I didn't actually think much of Curtis Jones in the, probably his first season where Klopp kept bringing him into FA Cup games and calling Cup games but he's come on leaps and bounds this season he's re- the last like yeah, four he's, or five he's, weeks he's impressed me massively yeah I know this stat's a bit dubious because obviously you can just count the ones where he passes five yards but he, had, he actually has the fifth highest pass accuracy in the league Believe it or not, 94%. 94%. Yeah. 
It was like, it was like, what's his name? Who was it? Who played for Leon Britton, mate? Not ninety nine percent, is it? <laughs> I remember that little. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him that, mate. The Xavi. But um, but the th- the thing is, people are not realizing. Like he's he's been he's been starting quite a lot this last two months, and it's like, I think I'm talking on behalf of the majority of Liverpool fans. We don't bat an eyelid at it no more. There's no worry about. I think when he first came in, I was like, how's he going to get on? But mm. it's just took that's it to what I mean, that, the water. That's what I was saying. There's just not a risk playing him anymore. No. Like, there just I, isn't. I think one thing that... I mean, I touched on this when I was talking with my dad about it. I, I do think that his fitness isn't quite there yet, but he's 19. And we mm. play a style of football, which the majority of footballers won't be able to catch up with that fitness regime. But I think that will come in time. But that, that's one thing that I can think... I know Klopp's going to try and drill that into try and improve that game of him. I mean, before we move on, let's talk about another youngster that played. I mean, fair enough to him. Reese Williams, his first Premier League debut, <laughs> up against two of probably the most informed, well, two of the most informed players in European football, in all honesty, Kane and Son. Um, there, was a few mis- there was a few mistakes from him, don't get me wrong, which gave away chances. I think the Bergwijn one he was on about, which went wide. Yeah. I think he came... Uh, a bit naive for the ball, missed missed it completely. But apart from that, he did a really good job. So, I mean, it's just his pace that's worrying, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's, he's slow. Very, I think, I think very they, slow. I think for Spurs' goal, they did actually target that side for that reason. Um, yeah. But other than that, aerial wise and like actual defending, he was class. But yeah. yeah, I know Gaz, and I think you were a little bit shook about like literally just Sun running at him at one at some point. You yeah, know what I mean? Was, there was points where the ball went beyond him, and I was and, and I was like, wow, this this guy is really, like quite slow. But I guess I show you <laughs> it shows, doesn't it, that we've had Joe Gomez and um, Van Dijk at the back for like it says two years, and they are ridiculously quick for centre backs. So yeah, it's not really nice to be put up against that. But yeah. Um, Massive free at the end of the day, massive free points for Liverpool. Fine, I don't, yeah, they go top. I don't know if that's the first time they've gone top this season, but it feels like it's the first time they've gone top. Probably clear points. I think, wise. I think it'll be a case of you've gone top before, but it'd have been for 24 hours or something. Yeah, yeah. you know, the league's just been that weird. Um, the final point I just want to say on Liverpool, um, is because I've spoken to Gaz about this as well. Um, if you actually look at before the season started. Um, this is before you had injuries or whatnot. You'd obviously look at the fixtures and you go, okay, what are our tough games? Because none of them are at Anfield, let's be real. I mean, they are, but let's be real. With that home record, it's not going to go. I mean, I don't think it will. Not this season. But Yeah, yeah. But like, in yeah. terms of like fixtures where you're thinking, oh, these are the big games. These are what are going to decide the title or the season. You play Chelsea away, beat them. Yeah. Uh, City away, which is probably the hardest one, Drew. Yeah. Um, you've played Spurs at home you've beat Arsenal um, and I'd say other than probably Old Trafford away and going to Spurs they're probably your hardest games left do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah I think people I don't, it's gone a bit under the radar actually We've, we have actually had really tough games really like, like you said Spurs at yeah. least Spurs are the only ones we've had at home Yeah, and Arsenal which are, mm. to be fair Arsenal well, winning that's bad me, it, it, at the time yeah 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 well, in contrast to like Chelsea, for example, like they haven't played anyone of note. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like you says, I don't think that any Liverpool fans would have expected City to start as slow as they have done. Um, I mean, well, well maybe, like I said, moving on from the Liverpool game, we will touch on the City game. Uh, City held to a draw against West Brom at home. Uh, one all. 
I think Sterling scored in the first half an hour and then West Brom levelled it up. But very, very strange performance yet again from Mancer. I mean, um, we keep saying it every week, oh, they're going to get better. I, I know I touched on it when they played Burnley that they won 5-0 and I thought Burnley are really out of form but it doesn't matter. Man City haven't really been out like scoring for fun like they used to a couple of years ago. Do you know what I mean? The, the yeah, see, bit, the, Man City would win like 5-6-0 and it'd be like, you wouldn't bat an eyelid at it. Whereas at the no, moment, they can't even win, like I said, they can't even win West Brom. Um, but, um, yeah, see, because obviously I've not been on for a while but um, with City, I thought they were turning a corner when they, I mean, obviously it's fodder, they're beaten, but when they um, put five past Burnley, yeah, but yeah. they always seem to do that anyway whenever they play Burnley at the Etihad. That always seems to happen. But they looked like they were turning a corner, like Kevin De Bruyne was back in form. Um, you actually had like the wingers scoring, Sterling and Mahrez or whatnot, and con- contributing. But I think this season in particular, they are more solid. It's just they've blunted it. They've just sacrificed attacking threat for being more solid. Like before they before they conceded to West Brom, they had ten hours without conceding, which I know Storm was screaming about like that stat for Chelsea like not long ago. Yeah. So um, it's I a weird it, one, man. It is. It's like they're bored. Honestly, it's it's weird. I don't know. Like I can't really put my finger on it and explain it. It's just one of those things, isn't it? I think I think a couple of years ago, if someone if I'd have watched that game and Man City drew to West Brom, like it says West Brom have only won one game. I do mm. think West Brom have been a bit unfortunate this season. There's been games where you could argue they probably should have picked up points. They probably should have wrapped all three points up against Chelsea when they were three in the lot. Yeah. I thought the Man United away game was a bit harsh. I probably think they, they probably did deserve something from that game. Um, but yeah, if someone had asked me two years ago, Man City would win, Man City would draw against West Brom, I'd be like, no, nah, you're having a laugh. Because mm. just Man City, when it comes to teams like this, they just dominate them, annihilate them. Like yeah. it's five or six nil, but... I watched him draw on Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday. And I just wasn't surprised at all. It was just like, this is how City have been like all season. Mm. Like you said, it's a, go on. It's a, we're, we're, like, teams are just like having a go at City as well now. They're just not scared of them. I, I said that to Gaza. I said, I think the biggest problem City have got now at the minute, there's no fear factor in City. Mm. Like you says, even when like, when you used to come up against City and you'd have a Greer up front and you go, well, mm-hmm. we'll try and get out the back four. Hang on, they've got company at centre-back. You've mm-hmm. got Fernandinho, who's arguably one of the best in that position in Europe. One of. Yeah. Uh, in his prime. And then, like you says, he's moving to centre-back. Centre I think he played centre-defensive mid on Tuesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I might be wrong. Well, I, I, I think I said it in the chat as well. Like, in terms of the rear, rear guard, like the OGs of like City's best period of, as a club like success wise after this season they they could all be gone in my opinion like Fernandinho could be gone Aguero could be gone and then that's it who else is left there's nothing there's nothing left is there after like like, like you, could, must, you could argue that, that must Ed... be massive for that club because they've been there years as well like well I said like we'll touch on West Brom in a minute because obviously there's big breaking news yeah, yeah, they've yeah. lost the manager but one thing I said massively last season and I'm glad I was right, but when company went last year, they didn't replace him at all with a leader. No. Now, it's difficult to build a leader in a, in a club. You can't just bring someone in. Arguably, Chelsea have kind of done that with Thiago Silva. 
Mm, um, I think it's just more a calming presence at the back more than anything. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I mean, I can't say if he... I don't know if he speaks good English or if he's a good communicator or whatnot. He doesn't seem to... I don't know, whenever I've watched him, you, you can see him organising and stuff, but you don't see him shouting or being vocal, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I think he is just generally a more calm, experienced defender at the back, which Chelsea have lacked since the days of, obviously, Terry and Cahill at the back. I mean, like you said, they've got they've got Ruben Ruben Diaz, who's who don't look bad. To be fair, I'm not I can't slate him. I don't think he's had a bad start to his. See, I, I, I thought he, I thought he he is and would be a good signing. And yeah, I, and like I I say this all the time as well. And I think like when they when it, when they're young, and I know they like these players move for a lot of money, but when they're young and they're coming from a different league, you've got to give them a year to settle. You yeah, have exactly. To. Like he's never left. He's, he's never left Portugal, has he? So mm. the first time well, it, this is what I mean. But like, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. If you pay a lot of money for a player that's proven world class, yeah, then slate them. If they're yeah, not yeah, yeah. Well. But not if they're young. And uh, yeah, people forget how young he is. Yeah. Well, it's like on Don Belle, for example, man. Like everyone slated him last season. Everyone thought he was done. And now look at him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's flourishing. Um, but yeah, carry on. Sorry. Sorry. But no, no. <laughs> but I was just gonna say, like it says, they've got, they've actually got quite a young, uh, young centre halves in that team, and. When you've mm. not got Vincent Com- Company in it, it's a massive hole. And that's why I said last year, they've got a massive Vincent Company-shaped hole at the back four and in the dressing room. And mm. I think they'll struggle with it. But uh, talking to people leaving dressing rooms, uh, after that draw against Man City, probably West Brom's biggest result of the season, by Barnon. Mm-hmm. Um, so which <clears throat> was linked with getting sacked on the night, which I thought was disgraceful. But that's English media for you. The less said yeah, Shane Murden lumped, didn't he? Lumped 200 quid. Yeah, I've seen that. Like we don't condone betting, but he did lump you know, 200 we don't, 64 worms do not condone betting, but if you but, lump... <laughs> yeah, if you lump 4K, mate. But, um, but he, was linked to, he was linked with losing his job on the night, which I thought was just... Not disgusting, but it's just... this. Nah, it's to be honest, English well, I, media, I, I, I'm outraged and I'm not, I don't give a Yeah, I'm not a West Brom fan at all, but... Do you know what I mean? I'm outraged. Like, the guys drew with Chelsea and City and like I touched on in the chat, um, the last three games, they've not had the best player in Pereira, like the most creative, like, spark. Um, probably yeah. will end up at a better team at the end of the season anyway, but yeah, they've not had him three games for a bullshit red card, by the way. <laughs> yeah, an absolute um, bullshit red card. One of the worst I've seen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- th- he's not at him either. I don't think he's even done a bad job since he's been in. Like the games I've watched West Brom, I remember watching him against Everton and thought, "Yo, these these are decent." You know what I mean? They're, they've got some good young. Fo- they've got some good footballers. Like in the in that trio of centre attacking mid, the wide play. I don't think they're yeah, bad. Yeah, Dean Gara, Soy. I mean, I touched on Soyers at the first one of the first pods. I thought he'd do well. Um, but yeah, Soyers, Dean Gara, Pereira. They've got some decent players. <laughs> Just yeah, a bit got, suspect um, in the back. But like he says, um, I think that... Who else? They've got Conor Gallagher as well. That's what I wanted to touch on. I know, oh, I want, shit. I forgot about him. He's Sorry. been playing really well. I know that Storm's going to be, you know, jaffing when he listens to this podcast, right? Licking but, his um, lips. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Massonde <laughs> <the> part two. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've been really impressed with him recently, in the last few games I've seen of him. But going back to the managerial uh, situation, day later, mm. comes Thursday... Slavin Village is out the door. I mean, on the same day, Big Sam, the Messiah, who, in all fairness, if you're going to get a manager, if you're going to get a manager in, it's going to get you out of the shit. 
there's probably no one to look better. Mm. Yeah, I've got no qualms with them getting Big Sam in, but like no, I, I don't get why they've done it now. Like if you was in if they were in Chef United's position, I'd understand it completely, but they're not. They're not do you know what I mean? And it's, it's we're not even in January yet, unless they're thinking, oh, get him in now, he's got time to assess the squad, see who he wants in, do you know what I mean? I read like, today he's getting He's getting a two million bonus if he keeps them up, and he's never been relegated. So that two million's coming. Man. Yeah. And that, oh, that's getting spent on fucking bovril, that mate. Spent on bovril and chips. <laughs> but um, I don't think I don't think it's a bad signing. Um, I, I, I don't actually think I, I still think Slavon had a really good chance to keep him up. I feel like at the start of the season that we all wrote off West Brom and Fulham. I think Fulham have started to turn it around and surprising a few people. Starting to play football, some nice football. Yeah, and they West... might even shut me up because I was a big Scott yeah. Parker Fulham hater. So I know they have been playing well, I've seen. So fair play to them if they carry it on. And, and like you said, same with West Brom. I don't feel like, I don't think they've disgraced themselves at all in this season. I think they've mm-hmm. started actually not bad. I mean, yeah. they're not, they're, all right, they're in the relegation zone. It's not great, but. It could have been far worse. It could have been sat in Sheffield United's position quite comfortably. Yeah, exactly. um, my only problem with Big Sam's um, appointment is, apart from recently, where, where you touched at the start of the pod, that um, goals have started to dry up at the weekend, let's say. Mm. Um, but I don't think a Sam Allardyce style is going uh, to get survival this season, in my opinion. I know that sounds a bit daft, but no, I, no, I, I see what you're trying to say. Because, Do you know what I mean? That like pragmatic football, promote, uh, approach. Yeah, football's not moved on massively because it's not been that long no, since you've no, been no. in a job. But I do get what you're trying to say. Um, I feel like there's a lot of teams in um, the middle of the table or let's say 10th to 15th where two or three seasons ago you'd expect Sam to get a 1-0 shit-ass against them. But I think there's a lot more quality in those teams at the minute and I feel like they've got a lot of confidence to score goals like mm. outscore teams. You know what I mean? There's, you can see goals in the Leeds. You can you can even see goals in a Newcastle, Southampton, yeah. to name a few. Um, and I think that's where Slavin Bilic would have um, progressed that West Brom side. I think you might have been able to get them to score, outscore mm. teams, 3-2 or what. Well, I don't think Carl... Is Carlin Grant even scored yet for them? No, I don't think he has. That's one... Do you know what I mean? That, that was the big striker sign. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The guy up top sort of signing. Um and he's, I don't think, I don't, I don't remember him scoring yet. I don't think he has. I think a lot, like it says, a lot's come Dean Garner and Pereira and uh, mm. Gallagher. Matt Phillips has come off for the bench. I think. So I was going to say Gallagher goals. had two and two, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah. But like you says, I might be completely wrong and Big Sam comes in and he just starts shit-assing one nils. But I just don't think he's got the personnel like he used to where I look at that back four and I don't think he's going to make a, a massive structural change to West Brom they're all going to mm. become prime AC Milan I just, I just don't know I just don't see it happening man but a bit of a strange decision um, I just thought it was a bit unfortunate to lose his job he's, 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 he's been out of work for a while as well which I think obviously that England payoff would have sorted him out for a while but, oh yeah um, yeah he has been out of work for a while and like to be honest I'm, I'd be, he's obviously been approached do you know what I mean oh obviously before obviously. This, obviously. Before this as Go well ten. So, yeah, yeah we'll, I'm intrigued to see him. I'm happy to have him back because he's a fucking joke guy. Like, Jesus, some of the moments he's had, like, gave I us... Some of the memes, years. mate. Yeah, man. Um, um, but, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see with Big Sam. I mean, I do feel for Billich though. Like, I do actually like Billich. He's a yeah. good lad. Um, I think. I think. I think he's. I think. Um, I think. I think there's some decent sides sniffing from him. He's always had a decent career, and he's always had a good profile. Obviously, with Croatia and everything. Um, I mean, I'd take him at Forest. Not now, but I would take him if we. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If this was played Sabri, for example, and Billich's name came up, well, yeah, I'd take yeah, him. I'd, you'd take him. Um, I mean, I touched on memes a minute ago. We'll go on to, um, we'll move on from the West Brom game. We'll, we'll talk about Fat Frank's Chelsea, the meme, <laughs> the meme, the meme himself. Um, back to that, yeah. It was looking all rosy up to the Everton back to game. Back for them. <laughs> yeah, looking all rosy for him going into the Everton games at the weekend. Uh, first loss in, a, I think it was like 11 games or something like that. And then you come to Wolves. I think Storm was telling us how good they are way to Wolves. That we'll dish them. We absolutely smash them when we do it. When we play them. But yeah, a 2-1 loss. Uh, away to Wolves. A quite decent result actually for Wolves. I feel like they've they've been starting to get criticised, I think, recently. They, they lost last minute against uh, Aston Villa at the weekend. Wolves don't seem to be the team of old. We've touched on it before on the pod. The... I, did, I did actually say this. I called this. Yeah. I did call Wolves not been doing... I just think they're just mid-table fodder this year, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I interrupted and, you. There. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I was going to say, obviously, that uh, they've also lost Raul Jimenez, who's a massive part of their, their game. Big figurehead, figurehead up front. And when you bring in Silver, he's not that kind of build. Yeah. Uh, you to be honest, to... man, it's completely different spectrums. Completely I mean, different. Jimenez isn't old, obviously, but he's proven in the Prem. Um, yeah. But it's completely different spectrums, isn't it? Like, don't get me wrong, the kids move for a lot of money, like I touched on earlier, but you could, he's you a kid, isn't it? He's a prop. Yeah, you he's can't expect 60, him to go, 17? oh, right. Yeah, you can't expect him to go, yeah. Like, go go fucking score a hat trick, you know what I mean? But I will say about the Fabio, is it Fabio Silva? That's yeah. his name, isn't it? Yeah. He does have. You can tell he's got something about him, though. There's some like good touches he takes when he receives the ball and he turns. You know what I mean? Very. Because I'm going to make the comparison because he's Portuguese, but very Jao Felix-esque with his touches. Yeah. yeah. In terms of he receive the ball and he will spin. Um, but yeah, you, you can't be expecting him to <laughs> basically score you a shitload of goals like him and us. No. Well, like, luckily, he's got Pedence and. Um... Nato, I know me and you are both admirers oh, of Nato and Pedence. I'll let you go because I know you. I know you're going to be Pedence, wanting him anyway. Mate. I mean, I've been wanting mate. to fucking. I've been wanting to big up this guy since well, since we first did a podcast. Actually, funny enough, and um, he's one of my um, picks for the season in terms of like players to watch out. And you just proved me right, man. Like twenty-two. It's same with Nato as well. Nato's also became. I think he's yeah. had a good twenty-twenty in general, but this season he's pushed on as well. But you've got Neto, who's 20, and Pedence, who's 22. They're not going to be there much longer if they carry on the form they're in. Do you know what I mean? No. Um, and Neves actually played as well, which I'd like, because he's been in and out of the team. There's been a few question marks and transfer stories about um, Neves, because he could obviously play for a bigger club. Um, but he actually had a good game as well. Yeah, Raj was saying on Twitter, didn't he, uh, from Premier League panel. If you don't listen, if you don't follow Premier League panel, go and follow it. If you don't follow Premier League panel, it's the by best. Now, sort your life out. In it, if you if you're mad into football, you listen to this. Go and follow yeah. Premier League panel. Well, anyway, Raj from Premier League panel was saying about how he maybe thinks Ruben Neves might need a move away. Um, mm-hmm. Like you touched on a minute ago, there's been a few games where he's been uh, been benched, bit in in out in and out of the squad. I think mm. that's the biggest problem Wolves would have this season was the fact that they've always had a settled squad. 
Um, they normally pick. Well, the from eleven no, never used to change. Yeah, they normally pick from no more than eighteen players. Did they throughout an whole season? Mm. Um, obviously, playing for a full, complete full year over three hundred sixty-five days last season um, was going to take its toll out of the squad. I don't think they could have sustained playing as little as they did, um, as little players as they did. But it it was a good result from the end of the day. I don't think I genuinely thought that Chelsea would probably roll them over because Chelsea have actually got a decent record there. Jokes aside, Storm. Uh, he, is, he is right. The last few times, oh, yeah, I'd lo- I'd love him on right now because he just be yeah, it'd be steaming, some, mate. Oh, he'd be spewing some some feathers, mate. Spitting. But yeah, big big win for Wolves. If like says they're not really anywhere. They're, no, they're nowhere near the relegation zone. They're always all of a sudden they all all of a sudden like they're out of the Europa League spots already. Even though it is twelve games into the season, but they just like like he says mid table. Um, talking mid-table, let's move on to Chelsea because um, it's it was looking good for him. I just want to highlight this as well, like because obviously it's been a big theme recently in the worm, <laughs> in terms of the Worms group chat, and he absolutely stunk this game, um, and that's <laughs> RJ, ah fucking RJ. By the way, I just want to say because obviously I've not been on the pod for a while. Like I'm a big Reese James fan. I actually am. I am. But it's not like a case of I compare like. Trent and Reese James sort of thing. I just I rate them both. Like just rate them both. But yeah, he stunk that game. I'm I'm not gonna lie. And you know what was funny as well, Paul? Because um, we went to Joel's, didn't we, to watch? It was a, it was a week or it was a week ago now. It was Saturday. Um, it? Yeah, and, and he was saying he was ve- he was he likes him, but he's very rash. And then literally 30 minutes into the game, Reese James <laughs> yeah. was booked for a mad challenge. You know what I mean? <laughs> Joe went out of the room and I went, Joe, guess he's just been booked for a rash challenge. And he said, <laughs> probably Reese James. Um, <laughs> I don't get massively heated in the debate with Storm. I, I, I'm like you. Yeah, I think it's more Gaz, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gaz just gets, yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't, don't get me wrong. I do think Trent's better than him, but mm. I don't, discard how good he is as a footballer is James I, I think mm. in terms of his all general play um, I think it's all there like mm. I said I think the problem he's got at the minute is he is rash in his challenges um, which will come like I said it'll come in age he's still a young kid in there it's no, no different to Trent when people talk about Trent oh Trent's not that good, good at defending people forget how young Trent is do you know what I mean for a, 20, yeah, exactly. for a right back your prime years are well away the same age I think they are. I don't. I don't know if Trent's a year older than Reese James. I think Reese James is mm. a bit younger than him. It can't be much in it though, like a year if that. No. Oh, what? breaking news! Um, do you know the sixteen-year-old for Dortmund? Has he scored? He's scored. <laughs> yeah. Mad. I, I know that. I broke That's the news mad. that he scored last week, but it wasn't. It was the fact that Bleacher Report was saying that he'd started. Um. So I've got sixteen to score. Bro. Big up Dortmund. They're still losing. Yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry. Anyway, but, um, yeah. I mean, I don't, know if to, I don't know if you want to touch on uh, Kai Havertz, because I know me and you are massive fans of him. Uh, we don't jump um, on the Kai Havertz I, 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 I said, like, with, with, with Chelsea spent a lot of money in the summer, don't get me wrong, but I thought they bought well. Um, and Kai I Havertz, they bought massively well. Yeah, yeah, man, we all did, didn't we? I mean, you touched on, you've already touched on Werner in previous pods and previous weeks. Yeah, we won't talk about him again, mate. Not yeah, like we won't talk about him again. again. But Kai, Kai, that brother is starving. <laughs> My brother's brother starving. starving. I think it's something like no goal contributions in like 12 games, something like that. 
another one. Like, with, I know it's a broken record, but a young lad from another country playing out of position as well. Um, it's going to be a massive pressure for him. I genuinely think he'd be one of the best footballers. Honestly, I think he'd be one of the best footballers in the world at, what, at some stage of his career. He's 21 mm. years old. You show you you see how good he was at Bayern Leverkusen. Yeah, it's a bit of a different league, but he still showed up against the likes of Bayern Munich, Dortmund. They're no mugs. Two of them clubs are better than bigger than Chelsea. Um, I think the problem is clear with him at the minute. I don't think that he's obviously not settled into England already, mm. which is the uh, is my point. Me and Storm have spoke about this as well. Like we we agreed that Chelsea played. I think it was Burnley away, wasn't it? Where everyone was like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, like all two eights and kind of playing centre defensive mid. Yeah. yeah, see, see, me and Storm have both said it. Like we, we think Chelsea are best when Candy plays as a six, and you got two eights. Those two eights being Mount and Havertz. But recent weeks has shown Havertz not being effective in that role at all. So now Frank's got a problem. He's got a big problem. I and mean, we all assumed this would be a, a conundrum throughout the season when he signed all these players. Like, where's he going to play? Who and where's like who who yeah. where? And he's got to somehow get the best out of Kai Havertz and Werner because, like, what's the point? Like, there's 130 million worth of talent there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, Yeah, I think the problem he's got at the minute is the guys that have been at Chelsea for a few years or been in the Premier League for years, for a few years and have got that experience that aren't, in my opinion, the quality of Havertz or Werner. You're talking mm. about Tammy Abraham and uh, Giroud in, in some sense. Um, but when they get brought into the team, he he, he can rely on them. And yeah, they've, they've come especially up with the Giroud. That's why Giroud. Yeah, just Giroud. Stopped. Tammy, not so much, but he has brought Tammy into a few games and he's played well. Like the Burnley game, I mm. think he did play up front. Newcastle away, I think he played well, didn't he? Yeah, uh, and then Tammy. like you said, you're bringing Werner in and Havertz, so we're looking a bit. He doesn't really know where to put him. I mean, Kai, Kai Havertz for a start shouldn't be anywhere near the right wing. Not in a million years. Yeah, honestly. You know, when he played there the other day, didn't he, man? I was like, oh, my God, yeah. man. I this guy. Happens. Same with Werner to an extent. Werner right wing's just not... That's just not hit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's put out some bogus selections, Frank. And this is where the criticism of him comes. I think the, but, I think another thing he's is, is, is struggled with is the fact that Pulisic is out. Um, what, in and out of the squad, shall I say? He's been injured a few times only this season already, but... I think if he had if he had Pulisic throughout the whole entire season, he would have not left him out of the squad and probably kept him left wing for the majority, where he might have been able to keep Werner as a number nine uh, consistently. Yeah. I I do believe that Werner does actually play fine left wing. I think he's played that yeah, role so a lot of times. That left channel, isn't it? It's that yeah. left channel sprint. Yeah. Well, if he'd have had Pulisic from the from the get go and gone Werner, you're going to play number nine for twelve for first two or three months of the season no matter how form, how your form dips or whatever mm. will keep you consistent in, the, in that rotation where um, because of Pulisic not being there he's had to struggle with it but I do think he'll find a balance but it's just not back to back L's after the start because he didn't have a great start and then they had a really good run no. where it was like brought themselves back into contention of yeah we can push for this title and those two back to back L's are going to Bit of a sucker punch for him, but we'll move on. It, Chelsea, the, the the league at the minute in general, like it is a case of like it's very very similar. I don't want to compare the quality of the leagues, obviously, but it's very similar to the championship in sense of 
you lose two, three in a row, you're yeah. down there. If you win two or three, you're up there. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's just one of them seasons, isn't it, I guess. Um, but Chelsea, yeah, they'll be up there. Yeah, they will be up there. Still. I think I think Frank will probably find his feet with the 11 he wants to pick, and I think they'll run with I think, yeah. I just think I think it will come up. It will come up nicely from in the end. But mm. it's, whilst whilst it's taking hours, mate, we can call him Fat Frank, can it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but moving on, uh, we'll just talk about this game and then we'll go into the break. Uh, Leeds uh, hitting five uh, against yeah. Newcastle, five two at home. That was an early six pm game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, like, I think I watched the Arsenal Wednesday. game instead. I saw that result and was like, "Yo, why have I wasted my time watching this?" Shit? <laughs> watching this, <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought I actually thought Leeds played um, really well and I feel like they've played fairly really well all season the problem they've got is um, they're creating a lot of chances and scoring not enough and in, that le- in this league you've got to be ruthless if you get four or five chances I know it's cliche I know you hear it a lot if you yeah, get four see, or five see, chances in the championship go on See, th- th- this was the main criticism. I mean, I, this is what I criticised them for. And it's what the main criticism was of Leeds, particularly Patrick Bamford in the championship. The, the point was is they they create about 20, 100 chances a game. It's yeah. just they'd only score one goal or whatnot. Um, but that was the main criticism of Patrick Bamford, wasting chances and Leeds in general not taking the chances. And it's a, still a theme in this league. However, in the Premier League, you are going to get punished. Whereas in the championship, you're the best team in there still. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of them. I, mm. I think, I think it, it epitomises how Bielsa's got them playing because there was a time where... So Leeds were 1-0 down, then 2-1 down, and then brought it back to... Well, they were leading 3-2. And with about five minutes to go, obviously this has been a massive result for them. Mm. 3-2. And uh, let a Leeds break. And there's about five or six blokes going into the box. And it, that that clip alone for me, and they scored for me. Is it the Alioski check? Alioski goal, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate that cunt, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not, most teams in that predicament where Leeds are fighting for points like that, I know that people think that Leeds are going to survive comfortably, but Leeds aren't going to mm. think like that. You think they might run into the box, keep the ball a bit, but players bombing into them, and that just shows you how much Bielsa's got them drilling into them. Whenever we get a chance to score a goal, we're going to take, we're going to, you know, create something from it. They're not going to tech it because, like he says, that's yeah, they're not going to rest on the laurels. Yeah, no. Um, but I thought they played really well. I, I do think, I don't think it's just Bamford that's missing the chances. In all fairness, I know that he's up front and he's had a lot of stick um, at the start of the season. He oh, I know. But when league. when you're a lone striker, especially in a Bielsa system, most of the flack and the chances are going to come to you. So yeah. that's what you know what I mean. It's just yeah. natural. Yeah. It's like when it's like if anyone doesn't score, you blame the strikers, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, um, I, I just thought there was. I just, I just, I was just really impressed. I've been impressed from all season. In all fairness, I, yeah. I'm surprised how low down they are. Yeah, they are actually down there. But like, like I've said before, like they just don't, they just don't keep clean sheets, especially in the Premier League. It's yeah, just I, one of them. They, they, it doesn't matter. I said this on the very first part. I said, don't be surprised if Leeds turn up at a, a, way, a big away side and get a result or like play a big team and beat them or just, and then next week lose to a shit side. Yeah. Because they will have a go at any, any side that they come up against. Um, I do want to say as well, he's probably, he was the man of the match and he scored a whammer at the oh, end. Oh, Jack Harrison. 
Jack Harrison, man. Like Source. holding it down for Team Top Knot, bro. Like this is too, still 2015, man. Like, <laughs> oh, what is Leeds, man? The Leeds Four barber needs sacking. They need sacking the Leeds barber. They've all got fucking shit knots, man. Yorkshire Perlow's got one as well, hasn't it? No, oh, yeah, but we can't slander him. Oh, no, no, can't slander the Yorkshire, mate. Yorkshire. Uh, I, I just slander him at the start of the season. But yeah, um, Newcastle, classic Newcastle. They've picked up a result and then dropped a result. It's, it, a it's result. scary, in my opinion, when... Um, St. Maximan doesn't play Yeah I did think that I don't know if he'd been out injured or anything I'm guessing Yeah I, I, I don't take that much no- I can't re- I don't want to say Because in case I'm wrong Because I haven't really ta- taken that much interest Because it's Newcastle in it But um, <laughs> when, when he doesn't play They barely create anything Yeah I know they scored two goals But Yeah man But it wasn't I don't think he was on the bench So No he wasn't on the bench must be yeah, he was injured though. He must be injured. But um Ryan Fraser did start actually and got the assist for um for Kieran Clark. I, I did think they created um I don't think they created a lot, but I thought when you go one nil up to like you says a lead side that um aren't picking up uh a lot of points this season. But when you go one nil up, then two one up, Newcastle should have the the experience in this league, and Steve Bruce included, who's been around in the Premier League for yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. He, he should know what he's doing. He's been around the block. Yeah, a bit, I know? mean, he was fuming yeah. with the goals he conceded because <laughs> obviously they were both they were both counter-attacking goals the last two. Um, but this is just going to be the, the story of Newcastle all season. It's just they're just going to finish probably like ten for twelve because they'll win one, lose one, win one, lose one. It's 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 weird, man. Because like you know, as a Forest fan, I'd snap your hand off. Yeah, yeah, like I know. 10 or 12th in the league. But you know when I watch a, a big club, I don't I don't think they're a big club, but the, people do consider them a big club. <laughs> um, now, honestly, we won't get into that. It's a whole fucking other can of worms that um, I don't want to open up. But um, yeah, like I'd snap your hand off for 10, 12th in the league, uh, in the Premier League, obviously. But like when I do watch a club like Newcastle who could push on to be even greater and bigger, it must be frustrating as a fan. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It, it, I it must be. Just because, like, you, you, you know you're probably not going to go down. It's just, mm, meh. Do you know I mean, what I mean? Let's not get it twisted. Like, Newcastle have probably got arguably the, the best fan, fan base in the country, probably them and Leeds. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll be up there. That's all they've got, though. Nothing but that's that what I mean, as in, like, there. when you've got that fan base and you've mm. got the stadium you've got and you've got the, not the history, but, like, um, they've obviously got no history, like you said, but... <laughs> yeah. There's something no, they've there. Got the reputation, haven't they? Yeah, they've got they a massive the reputation. reputation. They've got a massive stadium. Mm. Um, probably the biggest, the most loyal fans you'll see, and mm. they just don't get nothing from it. They, they just, you just feel like one day they're just gonna be able to get that sign in that manager that's, that be like, this is it. We're gonna push, push now, like a serious push for Europa League or Champions League. I mean, they had that run under Bobby Robson, mm. and I haven't seen that since. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see it under Steve Bruce. I don't mind Steve Bruce. I, I mean, gets... to, be, to be honest, I do want to say as well, like Steve Bruce has done a good job. Like, just yeah, because, massively. Just because it's not Rafa Benitez, we can't disregard the fact he's done a good job. No. Um, and how's the bacon, did you see? How's the bacon, did you see? <laughs> but, um, oh, well, but yeah, it's just a bit of a strange one, really. They can't... In it, Games against Leeds, uh, who, like you says, are hit and miss, like themselves, I just think that's a time where you should just Try and get those fixtures from the scruff of the neck and just dog mm. out a one nil two a two one win. But especially with this league as well, with how it's 
like you got Southampton top. Is Southampton still top four? Like, do you yeah, know I what believe I mean? so. Yeah. I mean, Maybe don't get not. me wrong. The, 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 the golfing class between the managers at each club, yeah, don't get me wrong. That's a completely different story. But just have a go, man. Like, yeah. this season's just, it's a free-for-all. I agree. Um, shall we go to a break, mate? We'll, we'll, we'll come back and we'll discuss the Arsenal fixtures yeah, United so- and Evan. Yeah, we're back from the break. Uh, 64 Worms Club. I'm still alongside uh, George Bentler. Uh, Hello. Uh, he's, just, he's just drinking pints of wine, lads and ladies. It's, it's going to be sticky for him by the end of the night. <laughs> I don't honestly think I can make it to the end of this podcast, <laughs> but we'll try. We'll try, mate. We'll persevere. <laughs> um, first game I want to talk about after the break, um, Arsenal-Southampton. A one-all yeah, draw. Yeah, yeah. Probably a, f- a fair result. Uh, I don't say this without any disrespect, but not a bad point for Arsenal, really, in the in the grand scheme of things. I think they've been really poor recently, as everyone knows. I think but under the circumstances of the game as well, a point was a good, yeah, good thing. Yeah. Well, ten men after Gabriel get sent off, which wasn't like any of the red cards we've had recently. It was a legitimate second yellow, wasn't it? Yeah, so, it was. It wasn't a no lash arguments. out or anything. No or, arguments. A minute of madness. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start by saying because the last time I did a podcast was the underrated eleven, but the the last one I did before that, I think, in terms of an actual like weekend of fixtures, was Arsenal losing to Leicester at home. So that was a while ago. Oh, that was. And a while um, ago. I basically went in on Arteta and Arsenal that podcast like quite heavily, and at the time, you know, in hindsight, after I recorded it. Um, I thought I was being too harsh and I was, thought I was being too reactionary because the week after that they beat United yeah, and at that point at that point I was like oh okay like Arteta and Arsenal are going to kick on here like they've, they, they've got rid of that hoodoo of beating a quotation mark I mean a top six club away from home albeit yeah. without fans they got rid of that little monkey off the back but since then <laughs> they've just Digressed, digressed, all sorts of grass. I don't know, man. Like, it's not long. Everything I said in that podcast back, even back then, two months ago, still applies today. However, Aubameyang scored. (laughs) Abama who? I got Abama who, and I was like, oh, really? Honestly, do you know what? This game week was great for Stinkoff players. Bobby scored, Marshall scored, and Aubameyang scored. So it's good for the stink off. Yeah, uh, well, I think I think without me being biased, I think Bobby's gone a bit clear of them. I think he scored a couple now actually. Last, I think he scored like two or three in last. Oh, bro! Game. I think I think Aubameyang scored a penalty against United, funnily enough, and that goal. I think that's it. Marshall finally got a goal against and an assist. Chef, you in it? So yeah, we'll you know. touch on them after. But um, I, I don't think it was a bad result for Arsenal. I think it stops the rot at home. Which is why I put my notes. Um, that is probably the the most important thing because if you made it five L's at home, like that's. I mean, I said it to Damo the other day in the chat. Damo, the other Arsenal fan, uh, shout out him. Um, I said to him, us and us, us as in Forest and him are having very similar seasons. However, we're a bit more in a stickier spot than them. But um, 
Yeah, man, just home form in particular, especially when things aren't going well for you, you kind of, you kind of like bank on the home form, do you know what I mean? Especially yeah. if things aren't going well as, as, as in general. So you kind of bank on, oh, well, well, we'll play people at home, do you know what I mean? We'll get the points there sort of thing. But Arsenal, Arsenal, mate. Arsenal well, may become the new United, like in terms of everyone fucking hating on on this podcast. Yeah, I think I think United have have you know ran clear away from that slander, shall we say? I think. Yeah. Um, I I, I do think it was a good point for him. I don't think it's not what Arsenal fans would have been after. I think I know Saka uh, tweeted saying he was still disappointed that they only drew. Did Saka like, come off injured? Uh, I don't believe so. He might have done. I, I, didn't, I might have missed that. He might have Because um, obviously he, was, he basically made the goal. Like, let's, let's no, it was a great, great play from him. Yeah, he created the goal. And it, it, if Arsenal are going to create chances, it's mainly going to come through him. Yeah. Um, William, I know he didn't start, but that guy. Willie who? Willie who, man. Like, honestly, he's, he's cack. I think I've, I've read today that Martin Kieran's gone absolutely hamsani on him today. I think it was on talk yeah, sport, weren't it? No, the, 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 one of the quotes I read was something like, I could actually do what he does, even <laughs> now. And he's got a point because whenever I watch him as well, it's just he just stays right mid, stays wide, to be fair to him, but doesn't move. And then the ball comes to him. He does three step overs and then gives it back to the fucking the right back or centre back, centre mid. Do you know what I mean? Passes yeah, back yeah. In field. It just does nothing. It's shit. No. I think, I think what... Um, what I loved about the old game, I think after, I mean, we've got to touch on the fact that Walcott scored against his old club. Oh, my. <laughs> the celebrations as well to Matt. Oh, he celebrated me. He spent 13 long years at that club. There was no respect, was there? None, mate. Zero. I mean, I'm, I, I'm a big... I know Gaz is the opposite to me. Gaz actually likes it when former players celebrate. I mean, I'm a personal believer of if you are a genuine good time at the club. Do you know what I mean? If it was, if he was well received by the fans, you just don't celebrate, in my opinion. I still think a lot of Arsenal fans still like him, so I was quite surprised. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Paul. Yeah, um, I was quite surprised. But I was. What I loved about it was after the game. I think he touched on how Southampton were favourites going into that game. Like, oh, obviously, man, they're, they're bookmaker, bookmaker's favourite. Mm. And he was like, I know Arsenal are in a difficult situation at the minute where they're on a where they're in a rut and they're not getting any results at all but it shows you how much how far Hassanuto's got with that Southampton side to be favourites at, at the Emirates He's, I mean like we've we can touch on our, uh, on Southampton all well we're, we're big fans I mean me and you me and you especially but yeah. the Worms in general are big Southampton fans big Ralph fans big Che Adams Dings fans do you know what I mean so it's it's not. I'm not going to go too much in detail about Southampton because we know we know what to expect from them. We've covered them many a times in terms of like what they bring to the table, yeah. Especially at the moment. Um, but we love to see it. We do love to see it. Yeah, I thought the first half an hour. I know Arsenal played started poorly, but I thought <laughs> Southampton played exactly how they've played all season. Really, one stat that I did was quite surprised by, which I heard about yesterday. Uh, Southampton have scored more goals than anyone in the first half of a game. Oh, really? In the league. They've also conceded the second highest in the second half in the league. Oh, that shows you where they need to improve then, does, does it not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it probably it is 
heavily from probably the Spurs game they had where they got dished in the second half and probably the Man United where they were tuning up and lost 3-2. But it's oh, a really true. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. like I, said, I think that's something they probably would have to improve on if we're going to criticise them in any way. I think they did let Arsenal get back into the game. And I know you touched on in the chat that even with if Arsenal had 11 men, they would have probably gone on to win the game. I thought they had. I that know that's confident. a really obvious statement. Yeah, like, I know. Oh, I know. It's a problem. Wheels should be a bike, sort of. Yeah, vibe, it's a problem. Michael own comment, but they did have yeah, that momentum. I, I do feel that way, like because Arsenal actually, after the first, let's say, 20-30 minute period of the game where Southampton were on top, that Arsenal did actually play decent. Yeah. Like, I just, I just think, uh, I just don't think it's about it. The thing is with it, it's took the pressure off from. Not the pressure off them, but it's that limelight for the last three weeks. It's been every, every week. It's been what's happened to Arsenal this week. Do you know what I mean? Where mm. people are like, "Well, they've got a draw. This might not kickstart the season." But there's a few. There's been a lot of positives Arteta would have got from that game. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree as well. There's a lot more positives and negatives to take from that game. Um, I mean, positive number one was Bellerin didn't start because he couldn't. Well, <laughs> Jacker as well. I said but, that um, straight away. I said as soon as I saw the team, I said this is this is exactly what the fans have been after. I've been banging on about it since the start of the season. Like Arteta, in a sense, has shot himself in the foot in, t- in terms of just play your best players. Yeah, your like, squad selection. Midland's tiles poor. is a much better right wing back than Bellerin yeah. any day of the week. Um, I'm not saying he was the main reason they actually got a point from the game because it's not. But like, he just just play your best players, man. Take politics out of the out of it, out of your management. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, before I move on, it's going to be a bit sticky with Gabriel being out. Like it says, we touched on it being sent off. We will miss the next game. I think he's, he's one been of, good. He's been good. He's been one of very few that, players of of held up. Yeah. I think. I think he's been really well. I've been I've been really impressed with him actually. I know some people have slated him, but I yeah, know Gaz, how he loves Gaz him. doesn't. Gaz is still like. Yeah, yeah, that. But I, I think he's done very well. I think to be fair, I saw a funny tweet. It was like, um, like Arsenal's like squad photo for like this season. It was like Saka, Gabriel, um, and just literally a couple of the players, like four players. <laughs> and yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, we'll move on to a team that we have slated all season, which I think they're going to have to die down on a bit because they keep picking up results, man. They keep getting themselves yeah. out of the holes. Uh, Man yeah. United, uh, 1-0 down against Sheffield United away and winning 3-2 in the end. With, that's uh, the record, is it not? That's the sixth, that's sixth away win. Sixth away win in a row from Sweden first. Yep. That's a Premier League record. There you go, man. Smash you know, the records, aren't win man. at home, they'd win the league. <laughs> 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 I can't believe I'm saying that, but that is the case. Sort your home format, Man United. Ollie could be lifting a prem in this podcast if that app, if Ollie lifts a prem. This podcast is not carrying on. Yeah, it's, it wouldn't. It's it couldn't. It. it couldn't. <laughs> I think one thing that's is it shocked me more than anything. Don't get me wrong. Man United have actually been grinding out results a lot recently, which has got them up the table to where they mm-hmm. are. They're three points with a game in hand. No, they're two points off Spurs with a game in hand. And how much? Yeah. How much have we praised Spurs this season? Exactly. See, I, I forgot to mention this earlier when City... Because City still have a game in hand. Like City win that game in hand, they are still in the mix. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Let's not yeah. rule them out. But what I was saying is, like, no one's talking... like Particularly, like, the press and just general people. Like, no one's talking about Liverpool and City. I mean, they might do now because you beat Spurs. But prior to that, 
Nobody was giving any attention to City other than slating them. And nobody was giving Liverpool attention other than the fact that Klopp was moaning and injuries. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then everyone was like on this Mourinho Spurs hype train. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of those people because I actually want to see that. I want to see, I want to see Mourinho lift the Prem again rather than anyone else. But um, it's t- kind of taking the attention off them as well. And it's the same, you could say the same for United. No one's really paying attention to them either. No. And they're just quietly going about the business. So the attention it's, that, it's not a bad thing to happen, do you know what I mean? Like not getting no. all this press attention or whatnot. They're getting a lot of attention for conceding goals and looking poor in the first half of the game, but... That's rightfully so, though. But people, yeah, which is rightly so, but people don't talk mm-hmm. about the fact, well, they're getting three points from them games. Yeah. It's like three games in a, go, in a row. Oh, they've conceded mm-hmm. first again. Why are they playing support? Yeah, they won, they've got three points. Those points add up, and that sounds like mm-hmm. a Michael Owen comment, but... They're now two points off Spurs with a game in hand. I don't know who the game in hand is. I'm sure they should have had Villa, shouldn't they, the first game of the season? Yeah, it possibly will be Villa. It's either, it's either Villa or Burnley, match. isn't it? I'm sure it's yeah. Villa or Burnley. So, um, like you says, if they get those three points in the game in hand, they're going to be second. Um, touching on the game, I thought, again, United started. I thought it was actually a good game. It was a really I good game. It was a really good game. I, yeah, I like honestly as well because we're going to speak about United first, but Sheffield United didn't play bad at all. I don't think, especially like no, didn't. kept going. Ali McCoy must have said kept going for the like the last ten minutes of the <laughs> game, at least like hundred times. Went oh, well they've kept going, they've kept going. But he kept he kept talking about how the passes that they were making for those goals. You know, they didn't mean them. They didn't mean them. Sure, Pogba did two of them, didn't he? Sure oh, no. oh, yeah. oh, the Marshall layoff was not a layoff. He tried to set himself up. I'm, I'm back. Oh, yeah. Obviously, that was, a, that was a trampoline fucking touch. That was, mate. In it. That was Martial stinking that. Um, oh, we, I have got to say, though, the Rashi goal. Oof. Oh, it was a lovely goal. Oof. Lovely goal. The, to be honest, there was a lot of good goals scored midweek across Europe and the Prem, actually. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that was one of the lovely, lovely stuff, mate. Lovely touch. I think the touch made it, but the finish... The power, yeah, the classic, the, the classic rush to me just fucking rifles it on. Mm. Um, but I, 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 touching on Sheffield United, well, Man United, fair play to him, three points. Um, I do you know think... what's mad? Oh, another stat as well. It's the first away, and bear in mind, Bruno's been here since January. Yeah, I know December. what you're gonna say, I've read this. The first game, sorry, the first game away from home that Bruno's not contributed in terms of a goal and an assist. I think that is crazy. Yeah, that's he's been here a long time. It's been here 12 year. months. I was about to say, it's almost a year, isn't it? He's been here 12 months and that's that. That's crazy. Imagine, do you know what I mean? Having that in your locker, in your team, like, just to go for away from home and know, oh yeah, well, Bruno's going to turn up, isn't it? Like, well, in those 12 Man. months, in those 12 I'm months. I'm not saying he played bad, by the way. He just didn't. No, he, did, he played all right. It, it wasn't his. That outside of the ball boot to matter. Oof. Jeez. Oof. Oh, it's Jeez. Well, I've, I've, not touched Bruno for 12 months in my fantasy. I've never put him in. Uh, I put him in this week. Uh, and like he says, he's got a blank. So that's absolutely classic. He's got a blank. So it's yeah, first time he's got a blank classic. in a away game for 12 months. And I've stuck him well, in. Well, I, I, I De Bruyne captain, bro. So right. <laughs> we're just thinking out, mate. We're just doing a Martial or Bamiang on this pub, mate. That's what's happened. Um, positives for you, uh, Chef United. I didn't think they played too bad, like you said. I think, I think. Um, even though they're in a fucking shit all of a situation where they need to start winning doesn't matter who they're fucking against how they do it they need to start winning in defence of Chris Wilder I don't think this would have been a game where he'd gone right we need to get three points out of this at the start of the season 
Um, they had chances though. Even they the did have chances. The last they few did. minutes of the game. I think because obviously the reverse fixture was three three. I think Chef you went three and a lot and then conceded three. And I thought that was not obviously the game didn't pan out that way, but I honestly thought we had another three three on our cards towards the end. Yeah. Um, but what I will say, and I know it's completely like obvious, and we've touched on it many times on this pod, but Chef United are a bunch of championship players or lower with a great manager that just lost momentum yeah. from the lockdown. And it's dried up now. And like the argument is, do you... Because in my opinion, if, you, if Chef United want to stay up, you sack Chris Wilder. However, on the flip side of that is you don't do that, do you? Because it's Chris fucking Wilder. Sheffield United fan from like... Yeah, boiled Burton. fan. Boyard fan, loves the club. I think the owners even come out and publicly backed him um, to, like, for the job. But in January, all he's got available to him is loans, which is like, well, what can he do? No. What really more can he do? Because I, I think like, like in terms of application to games, other than actually like trying to flood the box and get the ball in the box or whatnot, they, they can improve on that area. But application in terms of like fight spirit like they've got that in abundance haven't they it's just that's not enough to stay in the league unfortunately no I thought um, um, it's sad to say because they are going to break Derby's record by the looks of it but if it was any club that were going to break it yeah then bin dippers probably should so I'm not really that arsed but I think one only, point I think the only thing they can the problem is at the start of the season which we've touched on thousands of times that there's so much. There's so many goals going in. Like, yeah. like it says, there's like five or six goals a game the first three or four weeks where Sheffield United looked fucking miles off it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that they're, they're kind of closely, yeah, this is what I was going to say. Contested games, yeah. Like, because let's be real, yeah, Man United they created chances, but I, I don't think it was. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't that. You know what I mean? Like Sheffield United towards the end of the game as well, especially. They definitely could have got an equaliser. Yeah. It's like it's like the Arsenal game, isn't it? I think Wilder got yeah. a lot of positives from it. I don't think he'll publicly say that. He'll probably slate every player that was on the pitch like he normally does, mm. which I love. Oh, Sander Berg as well. Did he came off injured, which is a big. I was going to say. I think he looked really impressive with the first twenty-five minutes, which led to mm. their goal. Well, not led to their goal, but I think in the first twenty-five minutes he was playing really well, um, mm. and then he come off injured, which is going to be a big blow. Hopefully for them, it won't be too long. I just think they're struggling in the midfield. You know, I don't think the defense is. The, I know that don't sound. Well, I know it well, sounds daft, know, but go on. Yeah, so you know, last season, obviously, um, John Lundstrom was a big, big player for them. Yeah, in midfield. And yeah, he's just not it. He's just not it anymore. Um, I think I've I've touched. He played. He actually played well last night. Uh, sorry, well when they played United, but um, Flex a good player and he's a very he handy player. He could have easily scored. He could have, he had such yeah, a good he could have chance. easily scored, yeah. But um, Fle- I was saying, like, Fleck Lundstrom last season, obviously you had O'Connell at the back. They've had, they had Watts basically derailed them as well as obviously the centre-back um, options at the back at the start of the season. They had injuries. So O'Connell's still out, isn't he? Yeah, O'Connell's still out, and that's the big one for them. He's been out the entire, has he been out the entire season? Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's, that sure. has, hasn't helped. And you've you, lost Dean Anderson. You'd probably say as well, Fleck, O'Connell and Sanderberg are probably the only players that are going to get picked up. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. everyone else will stay with that squad, get relegated and regroup from there. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, what? I kind of want to say they're going to get more 11 points, but they're not, are they? I don't know. 
I don't know. It, the thing is, if they do, won't he just show you like how bad Derby were that? I know we've talked on this show about it, but mm. if Sheffield United finish with more than 11 points with, what is it, one point in 12? Well, we've seen it before. Huddersfield got 14. I think Villa got Eight. just a bit more than yeah, that, all the 16, same. Yeah. yeah, so we have seen clap teams before. But obviously because we'd have been very... When was the Derby season like? 07, 08, I think. 07, 08, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, man. That would have been 10. Well, I'd have been 10. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't really paid attention that much back then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd have so, not like, been 10. I'd have been about We 12. have seen a lot of shit teams in the Premier League since then. But 11 points. <laughs> it, it's way Big Fuck yikes. Shit, hell, man. Uh, Shall we move on to the yeah, last game? Let's talk about yeah. the Everton. Uh, a bit of a... Well, we're, we're in a great game, but Everton beat Leicester away from home 2-0. Yeah, so that's back-to-back you, wins for Everton. Yeah, I, do you know what? This result didn't surprise me. No. A lot of people a lot of people thought, oh, Leicester are flying, but they, Leicester are just one of those weird-ass teams that these results just happen and we've come to expect it from them, especially. I don't know if it's a Brendan... It probably is a Brendan Rodgers thing, but I don't know, man. There's just, there's just, some, there's just some times where you think Leicester are really going to push on and like challenge and stuff, and then they just drop a result like this. I'm not saying it's derailing the season or anything like that. It's just... I'm just, I kind of expect it from Leicester now. Yeah, I like, agree. It's just... Yeah. It's just one of that. I can't really remember what actually happened. I think Richarlison scored, didn't he, actually? Yeah, I remember now. Richarlison scored. Um, Schmeichel should have done better with the save. Yeah, but... Schmeichel was that was quite poor on him. On him, really. Uh, he's he's a very consistent goalkeeper that mm. in the Prem for quite a few years now, and I, I was surprised by that. It likes it happens to every goalkeeper, but mm. um, it's not good stuff for me. I, I thought um, I thought they played really well against Chelsea in the midweek, so I wasn't too surprised by this because um, yeah, like you said, they have been on a bit of a sticky patch, haven't they, for about four or five games with it. Mm. Plummeting down the table, but Everton. Yeah, see, everyone made see everyone made a big thing about Everton, didn't they, at the start of the season? No, they're going to win league. Don't get me wrong. The, the, the midfield trio recruitment was elite. Like I still stand by that. It was good. Decore, oh, Decore. Oh, man of the match, mate. By the way, yeah. Um, but um, Everton. I mean, I, I, I. The last time I was on the pod, I touched on it, and I think it's still valid now. It's the fact that. Lucas Dean's missing, Seamus Coleman's missing, James Rodriguez Hamas has been missing, in and out yeah. of the team because of injury. They are missing them players. And I know it doesn't sound massive missing your fullbacks, but the fullbacks make Everton a, a much better side, especially Lucas Dean. Yeah, Lucas Dean's one of their best players. Crossing, some of his crossing on the left side, it's like the only other player we have in the league who does that is probably Robertson. Do you know what I mean? It's just. Yeah, that side. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just classic Brendan, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, when you look at these results, I, I, maybe we're a bit unfair on him because whenever it comes to these results, it's like, yeah, we'll just stick, we'll just get classic Brendan, isn't it? But sometimes the players have got to be like, well, hang on a minute. How can we win like a certain game a week before and then come mm. to this and you're like, all right, Everton have just got to win, but we need to, we're at home here. We should yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but like with Leicester, Leicester won like four in a, I'm sure before this game, they won like, four in a row something like that yeah. they were doing well and Madison back in form so I was looking forward to like him trying to like push on and cl- like because he he's at a point in his career where 
he needs to kind of push on. Not saying it's like too late for him or anything like that. I, I'm not saying that at all, but it's just sort of like push on, mate, because you've got you've got this plethora of talent like Eze, Eze, Mount, Grealish. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you need to kick on, mate. You know what I mean? Because you know we, I mean? think, so, I know that you're a big fan of him. And I'm a big fan of him. I think that him and Grealish, they're not dead similar, but. Grealish can play out on the left a lot. It doesn't really. I think Gre- there's more to. I think Grealish is like Grealish will drop, like even to as deep as the centre backs to pick the ball up and then carry it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Madison does that as well. I think that what separate separates Grealish to these mounts, the Eze's and whatnot, is the fact that obviously he drops deep. He can receive the ball anywhere in the, in the pitch and still affect the game. Yeah. Because... Whereas these other players maybe can't as much. Um, but Madison, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, you know, even like a year and a half to two years ago, it would be literally Madison top of my list, yeah, and then I agree. the others below. But now it's completely like Madison, maybe even is like, like before Barkley got injured, Barkley was above him. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, I know. Yeah, all, I think Mount's come. I think Mount's come on leaps and bounds. I think Mount's probably. Yeah, out of everyone, he's probably that. been the most consistent out of all of them. Yeah, I actually do want to say that because basically before the season, I wasn't a Mount fan. Um, but I can't knock him anymore, man. No. Doing his thing. I can't knock him at all. I mean, we'll, we'll all get our hopes up for the Euros, won't we? Uh, with all mm. these English talent we've got. And we'll probably play... Well, I do every time, man. We'll probably play <laughs> Grealish right time. wing. Probably play Mason Mount centre-back. Probably have three strings <laughs> playing left back. You never know, mate. Um but yeah, that's all the Premier League results we're going to go through. There's a few draws we missed. I think Fulham drew to Brighton 0-0. Um, well, I'm quite surprised by that. I thought, honestly, they'd both slog it out. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought they'd draw, but I didn't think it'd be a 0-0 draw. Yeah, no, that's what I was, saying. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But I thought it'd honestly be like a 1-1-2-2 2 sort of situation. But no, nah, um, Villa 0-0. But, uh, but we'll, we'll move on to the last game we're going to talk about. I know you said you've not been on the pod for a long time. So it's been, it's been very big yikes. Yeah. Big, 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 big capital, big capital Y Ikes. It's been it's big Yikes been... mentality for the for the Red Dogs yeah. in recent months, shall we say? <laughs> Not even years. Um, but it's it was a big dub for you at the week at midweek against Sheffield midweek, Wednesday. Um, I mean, we'll touch on it um, because obviously the L of the week will follow this, but um, <laughs> a massive, massive result. Um, because obviously, if Chef, Chef Wednesday won, the, 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 the relegation was wide open. Because obviously, like, I think Gaz said it on the, I listened to the, the last podcast, and Gaz said, um, um, you it, the only reason we're, we're not bottom three is because Chef Wednesday have a points deduction. And it's true. It is yeah. true. Um, so if they won that, they'd have clawed the gap back. And Derby actually beat, I don't know how this came about, but Derby beat fucking. Swansea 2-0 um, so it's a good job he won because otherwise we'd be literally clawed back into it I know we're still down there but um, one player I do want to talk about is and that is Cafu <laughs> believe it or not it's Cafu or Cafu I can't even believe I am saying this Cafu so basically we signed 14 players in the summer there's probably two or three which I thought we're like literally the bottom three. Do you know what I mean? You know, when you're looking forward to new signings, you got your ones that are your most favourite, you got the ones at the bottom who you think not going to yeah. play, not going to do anything. He was one of them. There's another central defensive mid 
which we have a plethora, we have about 1800s of them, which we don't need. He was also the latest off the conveyor belt from Olympiakos cast-offs that our fucking owner gives us. Because I was thinking, yeah, well, we, well, he's one of them, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, But he's been used as a number 10. Did he not play <laughs> a bit like be- left wing? I can't believe I'm saying this, Paul, but he's a, he's a very, he's not even that mobile, but he is. It's weird, man. Like, he's playing at number 10 because we don't, because obviously in the summer, our club thought, oh, yeah, let's get rid of all our centre attacking mids because we don't need them. <laughs> so we're playing a CDM at number 10 now. But he played and he has been playing well in the past few games. And the ball he does for Ribeiro's goal um, in the fourth minute was sublime. Amiobi played well. Um, Alex Martin, lovely to see him play. Same yeah, with, um, I, I, it was good to see him play. I thought he, yeah. I thought he deserved he did, he his did, chance. He didn't do a lot. Like he slipped a lot. Like into, when he got the <laughs> ball, he slipped a lot. Bless him. But he had a few touches of brilliance. Like there's a video going around of Twitter of him like just doing this defense. Um, Barry Bannon, funnily enough. Um, but Mbay Sal played because Figueroa's um, suspended and McKenna's injured, and he played really well because he moved for not a lot, of, not a lot of money, but. 5 million euros from PSG, 19 years old. He's been in training. You know what I mean? He's, he's been training with Mbappe. Do you know what I mean? Mbappe and Neymar. Now he's, now he's training with fucking, you know, Lyle Taylor. So <laughs> it was nice to see him play and play decent. So he should keep his spot because there's no reason to change a clean sheet team, especially when you've, you've barely won this season. Um, but it was just nice to see. I mean, Lyle Taylor came off injured, but apparently he's fit for the weekend. But Having Lewis grab him back on the bench, bench and he came on and scored. <laughs> it was a lovely finish. The celebration. I mean, that will we'll include that later. But the, the Sheffield Wednesday defender congratulating Grabham for the for his goal was wild. Well, he's come out and tried to defend him, sending it, but it's in the magnitude of how big that game was for the positions of the clubs, like. Yo, Sheffield Wednesday fans were not happy. No, I imagine. Um, I don't think they wanted to see. Obviously, I game. watched. I think I had. Um, I think I had a game on on the TV and obviously I watched Forrest on my phone. Man City would have been because, on at the time. Yeah, because we we only had commentary and no crowd noise or whatnot. Like, you could literally hear everything what was going on. And Tony Pulis, who's obviously the Chef Wednesday manager, oh my God, Spit, man. Spitting feathers over there. Spitting feathers, man. I thought <laughs> he was honestly going to smack someone at one point. <laughs> but, um, man, yeah, big dub for the Reds and it's the first one one in eight games um, and I just hope we stay up Paul <laughs> uh, I, I hope you go up mate we've got two, to go up. I, know it's, I know I keep saying this and it's ridiculous and we've got too good of a squad Yeah, too you good of a squad to go down we've like, got too should... good of a manager as well I think in that division yeah I think I think to, to be honest I was because um, I, I, I had to look it up um, I was just um, I was just like looking at um, Brighton fans like um views and opinions on Hewton. And basically, you didn't start well there either. And then obviously, look where it ended up. I'm not saying that's going to happen this season. But I just hope he gets given time. I really do. Well, you, well your next fixture at the week, mate, I know you know. But um, the Forest yeah. have got Millwall away, which is not, not a happy hunting ground for the Red Dogs, is it? I don't believe it. No, it's not. But I will. what I will say is Grabbin loves playing Millwall. And he's Does back fit. Whether he starts or not is a different, complete different thing. But... Grabbing, he's always a good bet to score against Millwall, but 
Oh man, I just I just hate this season. I just want it to be over with. Because <laughs> the football was the football. Oh my god, you thought it was bad last season, but at least we were winning games. Fucking hell, Terrible. it's so bad to watch. <laughs> so bad. Well, uh, that's the Red Dogs roundup, isn't it? Like you says, we'll see. Next time you're on, you might you might have won like five or six games. You never know. In it, we're doing a title charge. Yeah, we're we? doing a fucking title <laughs> charge. <laughs> Top six is nailed on. Um, our little episode of L of the week, uh, which we've been doing quite a lot recently. We're doing it every week. Shit, I can't remember. There was three. There was three contenders. We we know the winner, but there was three contenders. One, what the first one being. Chef Wednesday defender celebrates Lewis Graben's goal. <laughs> like a proper Mike Dean itself. against Spurs, weren't it? If this was a different week, that would win, in my opinion. Because that's outrageous, man. Like, he's high-fives Graben and even smiles. You see it on the camera. <laughs> but there was, there was another that? one. There was another one before the, with Big Tim. There was another one. I can't remember who it is or what it is. Well, whatever that one is, it doesn't matter, does it? Because they've got Big Tims, haven't we? I mean, yeah, Tim, if, if no one's seen this yet, I am surprised. You've kind of be on Twitter, but Tim Shearer was basically talking for the Amazon, I think it's the Amazon Prime, like, goal show or whatever. Yeah. And Spurs get a, Liverpool get a corner against Spurs at last kick of the game. And he goes, well, I can't see Liverpool scoring from this. Spurs are too dominant in the air. Too dominant in the air. <laughs> this, could, this could come back to bite me. As he says that, Robertson crosses it in and Firmino, absolute bullet header. Boy, he's a bullet Top corner. It's a lovely goal. We, we didn't even talk about it, did bullet we? Header. It's a lovely Oof. goal. Bullet header. And Tim Shearer was just... It was like proper Steve McLaren fucking Arsenal game. Yeah, that, that's literally all I thought of straight away. The Steve fucking McLaren. Oh, man. But yeah, it was... It was. It, you have it couldn't to happen it. to an Arsenal bloke, though. <laughs> yeah, Tim... I've said this many times. I don't know if people... 50% win ratio, second to none. <laughs> it's, yeah, Tim Sherwood shouldn't be anywhere near Punditry, man. He's fucking brain dead when it comes to. Uh, but yeah, that is number one out of the week. We'll, we'll try and get a clip of it and post it up when we can. Because um, it's a bit of a strange one being it Friday. Uh, I think we'll try and get it out tomorrow. And if not, we'll probably just put it up as a double header for the next week. But we'll try and get it out for the weekend for you. Um, I'll touch on the fixtures for the weekend. We'll to the Premier League games. Early kickoff Palace versus Liverpool. Um, which should be a difficult game because we never have a good fucking time at Palace recently. Uh, Southampton over to Man City. Very good game. Looking forward to that. Probably the game of the week. Uh, Everton Arsenal. Be a strange one. Uh, Newcastle Fulham. Uh, that could be anything without Newcastle, like we said on the show. Uh, going into Sunday's game. Brighton Sheffield United. That's a massive game. That is a massive That's game. That's a massive game for them too. Because Brighton haven't have dropped points where they shouldn't do. Um, yeah, I feel like players that that would be like the main main hitters hitters for them aren't performing either. No. So like Neil Morpai is barely scoring um, at this stage. I think Sally March has done well, but yeah, it's a massive, massive game at the bottom, and Arsenal fans will be looking at that with intrigue. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spurs Leicester. I think Spurs. Will, I think both teams are wanting it to. That's a decent game. That is yeah. paper. Both wanted to bounce back after the uh, L's this midweek. Man United leads. This is a game I'm looking forward to. Especially now if that, I Man- that, that you knew before obviously um, the fixture list was released or whatnot. Like that game just to have it in the Premier League again. Yeah. Amazing. Shame there's no fans. And, in it, man. No, there's no it's a shame there's no fans as well. But um 
you know, with how both teams play as well and how both teams set up, it's you expect. Like I'm expecting three three. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, the fact that Man United are at home, I know, I know that's yeah, kind of daft to say, but Man United have not been good at home, mm. and you imagine Bielsa would have been working months on how he's going to play against this Man United side. But I'm mm. looking forward to that man. Uh, West Brom Villa. Uh, yeah. I believe it. I mean, we didn't even touch about. We didn't really touch on it, did we? Oh yeah, we did. Big Sam. So maybe Big Sam's first game. Um, I don't know if we've got any Monday night football. No, we haven't. Or have we? Oh yeah, we have. Uh, Burnley at home to Wolves. That could be a strange game. Uh, that could be a nil-nil or a fucking four-four. I doubt it. Uh, and last game, Chelsea versus West Ham. Now I know you. That's know, a big game as well. Now I know you all know Storm's a big Chelsea fan, but Storm does not like West Ham at all. Uh, he has notoriously slated them for many years. Uh, didn't know, never liked Mikel Antonio as well until probably last season. But I'm looking forward to that game just for his reaction alone. But yeah, yeah, we will be back uh, again Monday talking on the next episode. I don't know who's going to be in. Hopefully, try and get. We really are trying to get Joel and a couple of Man United lads from the Worms chat on. But yeah, man, I'm sick of this whole like because obviously I've not been on for like. Well, it's just Liverpool fucking fan casting it. Storm side. Yeah, I do get the criticism, but it's just like. We've got three Liverpool fans included in this podcast. We have two Forest fans. We have an Arsenal fan, another Arsenal fan who's only been on once in demo. But and then we've got three United lads who just haven't been on. Oh wait, Ty has been on. Ty has been on once, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like if you and they criticise us for slating their club, and it's just like, well, you've got a platform to share your thoughts and opinions on, lads. You know what I mean? But, well, Joel did say that when we get back into the into the studio, he'll he'll try and go on. He, Joel is a very busy man, to be fair. No, so yeah, is Nob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll pass it when I can't say numbers as well before he starts. Family man, family. He's a family man. But yeah, he's a family. Uh, we really appreciate everyone um, listening on us. I'm sure. I hope we've not bored you, me and Gut, mate. Back to back. Yeah, man. And to be honest, I'm not going to lie to everyone who's listening. I'm kind of half, sl- not slew, but like, um, I've had a, a couple. Skinful. <laughs> I don't know if that comes across in anything I've said. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. But, um, yeah. Mandalorian coming, mate. You all listening. And um, more content in the new year as well, while I'm here, actually. Um, I will be uh, branching out the worms into uh, various other mediums and stuff. Shit yeah. I like talking about, which is all the good nerdy content we all love. <laughs> as he as as ba- basically, basically, you know, if you know, if this was me and the me and Paul show, it it'd have been a good hour at the start just us talking about the Mandalorian finale. Oh yeah, I could stick, I can sit and talk about what oh, I've just watched mate, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, hope you all have a good weekend. Hope you're all safe anyway. So we'll see you next week. Yeah, man. Have a good Christmas, everyone. I mean, we'll be on before, won't we? Actually, yeah, we'll be on Monday, mate. Christmas Eve oh, till yeah, next Friday. Yeah. Safe, safe. Peace. Safe, safe. What began as a silly party given by an eccentric has now involved us all in murder. <laughs>